This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10! 5! Touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Peace. As Steve just flashed me. I was going to say second. Me. I'm the second. Well, I thought you were saying two is in peace. Well, I, I was saying second. Peace and love, man. Well, they did that when I was a kid in the 60s. I'm sure they did. Did you wear a lot of tie-dye shirts? Never had one single tie-dye shirt. Why not? I didn't like the look of it. Why was that? Don't know. I was more of the golf shirt type guy. You wore a golf shirt, some khakis. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Back then in high school, blue jean, cut off blue jean shorts Ooh. were kind of the end thing. I could see you being a jean short guy. Mm. Do you know that today, jean shorts kind of have a negative connotation I, with younger people? I didn't know that. They, they kind of laugh at at, at older men that wear jean shorts. I don't wear jean shorts now, though. For the most part, a lot of people today, they'll wear jean shorts kind of as a joke. Okay. It, it, it's like a fashionable joke. I didn't know You that. take your old blue jeans, you cut off the bottom of right. them, you put That's them in a... the dryer once, you get that little fray on the end of them. Yeah, my mom used to always... And kinda... you wear that to hot country nights in Kansas City. Okay. My mom used to, when I'd get them frayed, she'd, you know, seam them or something like that. She was a, you know, she was good with the a seamstress. She was, she was like a seamstress, yeah. Steve, did you have a chance? You got to be a little louder today, Steve. You're, you're quiet louder? over there. I, I can't keep messing with your microphone levels. Well, I, there okay, you go. I, That's a better level. Okay, I, I didn't realize I was. You're not, being a little quiet. I was not enunciating. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we need you to amp up the excitement. Amp up the Steve. volume. You feeling good today? I'm tired today. It's the middle of the week. Why are you so tired? Well, I'm. <laughs> I just I played golf yesterday and it was brutally hot. It, it was. was, yeah, it was, and uh, it was so hot that Steve had to turn off the All Star game in the eighth inning. Yes. Did you get a chance to watch the much of the eight innings before that? Yeah, I watched quite a bit. Yeah, and again, you know, I really thought after the way baseball had gone this year with all the home runs and everything, we could have like a ten seven All Star game. Even 8-6 like last year's game, which was kind of an aberration because if you looked at the games before last year, you had a lot of 3-1s, 4-0s, you know, not a lot of scoring. Well, you get so many great pitchers that well, come out exactly. for one inning. Exactly. And that's, and, and you know, a lot of these pitchers, the batters have never, you know, they don't get a C 
since they're in the other league, and they only play them unless they're in interleague. And, you know, some teams don't play, you know, teams in interleague. So the pitchers are ahead of the hitters in this game. And that it proved out last night. Granted, the score was 4-3, but there weren't a lot of hard-hit balls last night. Weren't a lot of hits, period. A couple home runs. Charlie Blackman hit a home run. Joey Gallo hit a home run. But there, it really wasn't very exciting. In fact, I wrote my column today about how home runs have just basically taken over baseball. You don't see the emphasis on, you know, bunting or stealing. Well, part of the runs. analytics here, Steve, and I don't know how much you read of Bill James's book, which kind of inspired Moneyball and a lot of the sabermetrics, but the math from his sabermetric standpoint tells you to not waste out. And and that's the the big part of Bill James's philosophy and what started Moneyball with the A's is their recommendation is do not waste outs, so no sacrifice bunts. Okay. You don't but, see much bunting these days. Limit the steals because it's a wasted out if you get thrown out. Now, if you have an electric player that can steal your bases, like Vince, a like a Whit Merrifield. Vince Coleman. Yeah, maybe him. Ricky Henderson. Yeah. When you have people that are so, you know, Gerard Dyson, Terrence Gore, when you bring them in late in the game in order to get you a stolen base that they say you can still do it, and it's different late in the games. But in the second inning, they're saying, don't steal. Why would you waste ending an inning by doing that? So those are two things that the math of baseball tells you now to me, do ba- not do on a regular basis. To me, base stealers are successful, I'm bet, 75, you know, 70 to 75% of the time. And you're getting a runner in scoring position. So I, I miss the stolen base in baseball. I really do. Because I remember there were times where, you know, you'd have six or seven guys with at least 50 steals in a year. I think Whit Merrifield, didn't he lead the American League? About 40? I think he had 34 or something like that. It was really a low number. But uh, you just don't see it anymore. Uh, Raul Mondes, I, I always say Raul Mondes. Adalberto. Adalberto Mondesi. That wasn't very good. I couldn't get it to come out. Um Mondesi, he could steal 50 in a blink of an eye. And he's up, I think he's already at, he's over 30 this year, close to 30, and he missed a couple weeks of the season. But uh, there's a guy that could steal 50 bases if he wanted to. Let me ask you this, Steve. In all of your memories of watching baseball and, and trying to follow this league, when you think back to the early days of the All Star game and maybe some of your early memories of watching the All Star game, do you think back to a time where there was no interleague play and think about how different it was then? That the All-Star game, it felt like it meant something a little more? Oh, I th- definitely. Because, you know, I start, I think the first All-Star game I watched, I want to say 1967. I think it was in St. Louis. Who was playing in that? Who was playing in yeah, that? Yeah, na- name me some guys Hank that were Aaron, playing in Willie that. Willie Mays, um, Roberto Clemente. Uh, Juan Marichal, Sandy Koufax. It's a pretty good all-star game. Not bad. In fact, to me, the the 60s was kind of the golden era, early 70s, the golden era of baseball. For me, it was because you had just – the players were incredible back then. You had so many Hall of Famers playing back then. Joe Morgan, I think, was a second baseman. You had Pete Rose, you know, in the – the National League basically won every year. I think they right. had, I think they had a stretch where they won, like, 20 of 24, 22 of 24. Well, and recently it's been and the that, American League. It's been League. the other way around. The American League's won seven in a row. 
Uh, when before that, they had won about ten in a row. Well, they, they lost three. They, they've won seven after they'd lost three. So they've won seven of the last ten. But again, before that, the American League is now ahead. There was a time the National League was way ahead. I remember when they used to play two All-Star games in a year. They played really. One. They played one. They for about three or four years. They played one, I believe, in June and one in July. What was the point of that? I'm not because I think the point of it was they just don't get to see each other other than the World Series. Okay. So they wanted to intermix the teams, but it seems like interleague play has really taken a lot away from the All-Star game because. Back when I first started watching the All-Star game was, who's got the better league? I mean, it was really a, a burning question. It really isn't a burning question anymore. I was scrolling through Twitter last night, Steve, and you mentioned 1967 being full of Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Friend of the show, Adam Suderman, who writes for the Derby newspaper. Oh, yeah, good guy. He posted a picture of all the rosters from the All-Star game in 1999 okay. and how loaded this roster was. So I'm going to read off the National League starters okay. in 1999. Okay. Mike Piazza. Pretty good. Hall of Famer. Mark McGuire. Probably J won't be a Hall of Famer, Juicer. but should be. Yeah. Jay Bell of the Diamondbacks. Matt Williams of the Diamondbacks. Remember, they were really good at that yeah, time. Yeah, Matt Williams was a big home run hitter. Barry Larkin. Pretty good. How about Tony Gwynn? 15-time All-Star. Yeah. Sammy Sosa, probably won't be a Hall of Famer, but should be. Larry Walker, I don't know if, if he has the Hall of Fame numbers. He's never going to, I don't but think But he, he could be. He, he's fringe. He's not going to make it, though. He's a great defensive outfielder. Jeff too. Bagwell, Hall of Famer. The pitchers for that National League team. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. You throw in Trevor Hoffman, one of the greatest closers of all time. How about the American League? Yvonne Rodriguez, Hall of Famer. Jim Tomei. Hall of Famer. I don't know if he is already, but will he be. Is. He, he yeah, is. He is. Roberto Alomar. Cal Ripken Jr. Nomar Garcia Parra. Ken Griffey Jr. Kenny Lofton. Manny Ramirez. Jose Canseco. That's pretty good. Those are loaded well, all-star game rosters. If you can rosters. find a 1960... Go, go to like 1968 and go for the all-star game box score. You'll be amazed by some of the players on that team, too. I enjoy the All-Star game. There's always a sense of pride when whoever the team is that you root for, whenever their players get introduced and they get to stand out there on the foul line, there's always that sense of pride where you go, hey, those are our guys. And in the middle of the Royals being horrific, it was always fun to see the one player, yeah. whoever it would be, Aaron Crow, Gil <laughs> Mesh, you'd but, get all fired up. Well, you know, I think Mondesi, would, had he not gotten hurt and stayed on the pace he was on, I think he might have made it. Uh, and then I look at my Cardinals, my beloved Cardinals. They had one player picked for the All-Star game. It was really tough. They ended up picking Paul DeYoung, who uh, it was kind of sad when you looked at their, and they posted his batting average. How many All-Stars make the game with a two fifty eight batting average? Now, Marcelo Zuna did hit a lot of home runs, but obviously they had more outfielders and they knew what to do with, so... Not a good year for the Cardinals, even though they're in the divisional race and the wild card race. It feels like it's just, it was a down year for the All-Star game, that it, it was. wasn't that talked about. Well, you had so many first-time players and guys. You Who is Sandy Alcantara? <laughs> he, was the, he was the Marlins representative. I mean, I don't think Pistols even ever mentioned him. You know, Pistols a big Marlins fan. 
there are some weird names on these rosters. And, you know, you and I follow baseball very closely. Yeah. And you have to really follow baseball to know all the guys on these rosters. But it, it was an enjoyable weekend, I think, for everybody in Cleveland. Yeah. I like Progressive Field, formerly Jacobs Field. Yeah, it's always going to be Jacob, Jake by the Lake. I've always liked that, that setup. One of the big storylines of the week, though, Steve, was your friend, Justin Verlander, coming yeah. out and telling the MLB, you guys are juicing the baseballs, and that's why the home run rate is up drastically. And if anyone's going to know if the baseballs are being juiced, you know it's a pitcher just by the feel of the baseball. And, and you know, they feel the seams. Maybe the seams are different. I don't know. But they did that in college baseball a couple of years ago. Or they might have done it in the pros, too. But there was a while or, or a stretch where they were raising the seams on the baseball, yeah. meaning that the ball would rotate a little bit more. Well, you know, Colorado has to put their baseballs in a humidifier. They, they store their baseballs. Right. Yeah. Maybe everyone's going to have to start doing that to take – I mean, because – you got guys you've never even heard of a chance to hit 40 home runs this year. There's going to be there's going to be 20 to 30 guys that have a chance to hit 40 home runs this year. To me that and I know the ballparks you know have kind of shrunk it seems like the, the more the new ones are being built it seems like the more home runs are being hit at those parks. Look at the new Yankee Stadium. Are you kidding me? Well, it's almost the same dimensions as the old one, right? But the, it's a bandbox. I mean, look how many home runs are hit at Yankee Stadium. The New York Yankees may end up having 13 guys with double digits and home runs. That To me, that's just that doesn't seem possible. One thing that I mentioned to you, though, last night while we were watching this and, and the number kept popping up of they're going to break the original home run record by like 500 this year. And part of that goes back to what I was just saying, that some of the philosophies have changed within the game and it's not about being a contact hitter. Pete Rose is not a, he would not be a fan. He would not be well liked by the Sabermetric people because he just had so many base hits. Right. What Sabermetrics tell you is change your swing path, hit up on the ball and see if you can leave the yard. Kind of like the math with 3 is greater than 2 in the NBA. The more times that big strong guys are going to step up to the plate and swing hard and swing up, the better chances that you have of hitting a home run. And a home run is a run. But I, I While look, a single might not lead to a I run. It's at, kind of that similar math. The, the classic example is Jorge Soler of the Royals. He's got like 23 home runs. And but, 780 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is all or nothing. And he kind of he's kind of one of the poster children for baseball right now because he's, he's hitting like 238. You know, he's got 23 home runs. He probably only has about 50 hits overall. I mean, it's all or nothing with that guy. And the thing about that, there's a village of runners being left on base with this kind of philosophy. Right. And I I don't have a great opinion on it, even when I was playing. And the college game is different, too, and that's the way I kind of grew up around, whether it was watching or playing that style of sacrificing a lot of runners. You get a runner on late in the game with nobody out, you're going to bunt him over. You get a runner to second base with nobody out, you're going to bunt him over. Where in the MLB, they've just kind of changed their thinking. And there is a part of that, I feel like for people, for you, Steve, that sit around and go, God, I wish they would just drop down a sacrifice bunt every now and then. I wish they would do things the way they used to. 
And I think that there is some value in bunting. I, I'm a big fan of bunting. Whitey ball is what I call it. Whitey Herzog with the Cardinals back in the – and the Royals. I mean, look look how big small ball was for the Royals back in the 70s when they had, you know, Willie Wilson and Frank White and Amos Otis and uh, – How about Freddie Patek? Freddie Patek. Yes, Freddie Patek. Big fans of those guys. Yeah. Big John, he didn't play any small ball, though. No, he just lumbered around. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about what was probably the biggest story of the day in Kansas City, in that area, and around the NFL yesterday. Did you get to see much about it? Didn't see anything about it. So it's good. You don't even know what we're talking about. I have no clue. I like your preparation. We'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. So, Steve, you didn't get to see any of the news that came out of one of my former employers, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas no, City. Uh-uh. You didn't see what happened yesterday? No, uh-uh. So, do you remember a couple of months ago, whenever KCTV5 was given some audio about Tyree Kill right, yeah. and Crystal Espinal, his fiance, right, right. about them, I think they were walking through an airport, and she recorded their conversation mm-hmm. and they only played a chunk of the conversation so what 610 did yesterday is they were able to acquire the full audio and they played a ton of this audio like 11 minutes of the Tyree Kill Crystal Espinal conversation okay and what a lot of people have taken away from this is and one of the things that Tyree Kill continued to talk about during this piece of audio and I don't want to play the entire thing for it because that's it, we don't have enough time. But one of the things that he mentioned is he kept saying, I didn't hit you in 2014, and I didn't hit our son now. And you lied then, and you're lying now. And he kept repeating that over and over and over again. And so, and for those of you unfamiliar, the 2014 situation with Tyreek Hill was the one while he was in college at Oklahoma State. Right. Where the claims were that he pushed Espinal down the stairs or, or whatever it was while she was pregnant. And so that was what got him kicked out of Oklahoma State, transferred to West Alabama, ended up on the Chiefs. So he was claiming in this that he didn't do that and that he didn't do the most recent allegations, which involved breaking the arm of the same child as, I believe, a three-year-old. I'll have to show you the audio later. And my first thought, of course, is, well, what if this is a staged and and this is an effort to do that? But the next thought is, what if this is not staged? What if everything that Tyreek Hill is saying right now is true? And what if it turns out that he could have been innocent in both of these situations? Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, why would she want to set him up, though? Why would she want him to... I mean... He's her meal ticket, you know. He's the 
you know, he's the alleged fiance. Why would she want to ruin his chance at, you know, a living? I, I don't understand why she would want to do that. Well, she if that's the case, then that would have happened while they were in college as well. Yeah. And they're still together. So why is she trying? Well, why are they still together, for one thing? I mean, it sounds like she's trying to ruin the guy. Let, let's not talk about her as much okay. with this. So with Tyreek Hill, what happens if none of this was true? I don't know what you can do to him. I mean, how can you... If- in 2014, I was reading into this a little bit, and there were some people that were saying that Tyree Kill kind of pled guilty to this in order to avoid what would have been a worse charge. I think that it was either you plead guilty and you walk away without any trouble, or if he says he's not guilty, then he could have been facing up to three years in prison, Yeah, from my understanding. And so what I've read from some people is that he was pleading guilty back in 2014 in order to avoid some of these troubles. And then these troubles popped back up again this year. And it just began to cross my mind, what if this whole time he was innocent? And how that will change the way people think about this. And that this audio that 610 released, they played the entire thing and they pretty much only bleeped out cuss words, and mm-hmm. whenever they mention the name of the child. Mm-hmm. And I just began to think, what if we've been wrong about this the entire time? And where we go from here if he were to be innocent? And it was the first time in this entire process that I thought that. Which feels a little bit weird. Yeah. That the entire time it's been, oh, well, he's he's guilty. Yeah. And whenever all the initial audio popped up, oh, yeah, he's guilty. We'll move on. He's guilty. But for the first time, I thought, what if he's not? Yeah. And, and it was a weird thought yesterday. That is, it's, it's a very murky And And situation. that was part of the, the yeah. thought for a lot of Chiefs fans and NFL fans. And that was kind of the takeaway from the audio that was played. Yeah, because before, I mean, you had a pretty strong sentiment from Chiefs fans. And me. It, and as good as he is, you can't have him on the team. And now there's doubt starting to creep into some people's minds and I think it's going to come down to what the NFL decides, what they want to do about this. I, I, I think, I think they're the ones that are going to have to make a decision. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott just got, you know, he potentially could have got suspended. They didn't suspend him. And if he, you know, if the Chiefs want to do something, that's fine for them. But you know, the NFL is, you know, the is kind of the judge and jury uh, overall. I think the Chiefs are trying to. Avoid doing anything mm-hmm. right now, which might not be a bad scenario, but I think what they are trying to avoid doing right now is is making a decision. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, letting the NFL make the decision for them. Yeah. If their decision is, we're going to suspend Tyree Kill for two years from the league, well, then the Chiefs probably cut him off the payroll, move on. But if their decision is we're going to suspend him two games, then I think they're taking that risk and that gamble of saying, if that's all that's going to happen, we've learned from the Kareem Hunt scenario mm-hmm. where he was suspended, what, eight games, ten games? Eight games, I think it was. Can't remember off the top of my head, but they, they were able to dump him, and now he's going to sit out the first half of the season with the Browns, play the second half with them, and they lost out on a guy who was still on his rookie contract yeah. that could be a big help for them. Yeah. And it's, it's just been about the weirdest case that I can remember 
for an NFL team or any professional team in dealing with this Tyreek Hill incident because there are just so many different voices that are directing you one way. Then they come out and start directing you the other way. And maybe what I concluded from yesterday is none of us have a clue what is really happening in and this case. And we may never. And we may never know. We may never find out the real truth of this story. That's what is just so Except wild the, about it. The one loser in the story is the three-year-old kid that got his arm broken. Yes. With whoever it was, we don't know who it was that right. would have done that. Right. It's just such a strange story. And I encourage you all to go listen to the audio, which was played on 610. My guy, Sean Levine, who hosts The Drive, from 2 to 6 on 610. Okay. They have it archived in several different places. I'll let you listen to it a little bit later today, Steve, okay. and, and see what you think about it. It was it was very disturbing audio, for one, but it we just don't know anything about this case. And the more things that get thrown into it, the less I feel like we know, which is strange. Where it feels like in other cases, the more they throw in there, the more we know, the more we can get a picture of it, but I have no clue, and I have no clue I, whether he'll be playing for the Chiefs this year. My prediction is he will be playing for the Chiefs. How many games he plays, I don't know, but I think he will be playing for the Chiefs this year. Steve, let's take one more break. The ESPYs are tonight. Okay, I've never, I don't ever watch those. So, Well, I'm going to have to go through the categories with you, okay. and maybe you'll watch them tonight. Okay. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim. Excuse me, Steve. Excuse you. I made it through one day or two days in a row without coughing. I got to get that fixed. What, what do I do about a cough? Take cough medicine, I guess. Maybe that'll work. Either throat way, lo- throat lozenge. Yeah, I could have, have a, I could have a throat lozenge. Have a throat lozenge before you go on the air. Steve, are you going to watch the ESPYS tonight? I hadn't planned on it. No. Why not? What else are you going to watch tonight? Probably one of my political shows. That sounds great. What yeah. a what a fun night that sounds like. <laughs> have you read any of the categories and the I nominees? Have I have not. for the ESPYS seven have, o'clock. I have not. How about best team? Who best would you think would be some nominees for best team? Best team, Golden St- no, or, uh, Toronto Raptors. They're on there. The Boston Red Sox, yeah. which right now seems like a really funny team to win that award. Yeah. New England Patriots. The They'll Clemson win. Tiger football team. New England's going to win. Baylor Lady Bears. Virginia Cavaliers. Baylor, uh, I'm telling you, Tom Brady and the Patriots will win. Best male athlete. Okay. Who would you think? LeBron James. No. Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, he's on the list. Yeah. Give me two more. Um, let's see. Tom Brady. No. Baseball, football, basketball. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. He'll win. He might. He should. Baseball, basketball. Baseball, Mike Trout. Mookie Betts. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. 
Best Female Athlete. Alex Morgan. Okay. Simone Biles. Okay. Michaela Schifrin. Don't even know who From U.S. Is. Skiing. Never heard of her. Brianna Stewart. Basketball Former player. UConn women's basketball player. Tore knee up, I think. How about Best Breakthrough Athlete? Saquon Barkley. Naomi Osaka from the U.S. Open. An Australian Open champion. Okay. Christian Yelich. Trey Young. Trey Young? Best Breakthrough Athlete. I don't think so. That's that's going back to his OU days. No, this would be him playing in, he didn't do in the NBA. Sp- he didn't do anything special. He didn't. He get had a pretty good, pretty good. He year. won't even Rookie of the Year. That's yeah, because he lost to Luka Doncic. Well, why didn't Luka Doncic up then? How about best game? The nominees were the Chiefs and Rams Monday Night Football. Ooh, that was a good one. NCAA Women's Final Four. Notre Dame against UConn with twenty six lead changes in the game. LSU against Texas A&M, 7-overtime, 74-72 game. Best record-breaking performance? Nah, none of those are any good. What about best play? The Miami Miracle? Do you remember that? The Miami Miracle. I don't remember it. That was the Dolphins beating the Patriots on the last heave down the field. Oh, that's right, And Gronkowski didn't make the tackle. That's right, yeah. Kawhi Leonard with the buzzer beater to beat the 76ers in Game 7. hanging on the rim. I remember that one. Derrick Henry with a 99-yard touchdown run. Nah. UCLA gymnast Caitlin Ohashi scoring a perfect 10. I don't... The Russian judges must not have been voting. Best upset. Old Dominion beats Virginia Tech. Naomi Osaka defeats Serena Williams. That's a big upset. The Columbus Blue Jackets pulled off what many thought would be impossible, an upset for the ages by beating the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so you don't have any interest in I, any of this. I, I really don't. I don't. We can go over the winners tomorrow. Though. Yeah, we could do that. And we'll, and, and we'll see if you had any interest, watched it, I cared prob- about anything else. I'll probably watch Yellowstone or something like that. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good backup. <laughs> All right, Steve, enjoy your day. I, sh- I shall. I hope you don't pass out on the golf course. I hope I don't. We're, we're pulling for you. I know you are. Everybody's rooting that you don't have a heat stroke. Another one. Uh, you, you've been going, oh, I've got heat exhaustion again. <laughs> I, I'm hoping you don't. Yeah. So stay strong. I, I will. Wrapping. <coughs> Peace out. Wrapping up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. 